Empowered Educator Podcast, your place for personalized professional learning to go. Join me as I discuss educational topics that empower educators to take control and ownership of their own professional learning. I'm your host, Mel Vandevoort. Good Friday morning, everyone. I was supposed to do an all-booked-up episode last week. However, a yucky little stomach thing is what I did instead. As I work to get better at having extra episodes recorded for instances like this, I want to thank you for your patience with me. I'm also still working out the exact best recording methods to fit my schedule and this platform. I'm also still learning the program that I use to record Empowered Educator Podcast. I also want to thank you for your support and hope you're finding value in what you're hearing. If you have an idea for an episode or would like to be a guest, reach out through Twitter or email. I will have those links in the show notes. Now, let's get to the show. Today, I want to talk about remote professional learning. You know that personalized professional learning is a passion of mine. I think everyone needs to grow in their position, no matter what position that is. You wouldn't want to visit a doctor that didn't continue their professional learning and only knew about old techniques and methods to treat your illness, would you? There are advances in medicine every day. I don't think parents want their kids to learn from educators that never educate themselves. Methods change, new tools are added, and educators need to keep up in order to remain effective. Think about it. Years ago, when I was in school, we didn't address social-emotional learning, restorative practices, or even RTI in the way we do now. We had chalkboards that morphed into whiteboards and then into interactive boards, and now students have their own devices. While I still love to have an actual book in my hand that I can mark up, sticky note, and annotate, the traditional textbook learning is a thing of the past, and teachers are using textbooks only as references instead of the complete learning platform. Remote learning can be hard for everyone, even adults. Teachers are trying to learn a new platform for teaching, and there's still the need to continue their own growth. Professional learning still needs to happen for the same reasons as before, and also for new reasons. Did you hear that, Jake Miller? I applied your words of wisdom from Season 3, Episode 44 of Educational Duct Tape by using the word and instead of the word but. Flexibility in learning is not just for our students, it's also for our teachers in their learning process. Not being face-to-face is not a reason to discontinue professional learning. We expect our students to continue being active learners, and we should hold ourselves to the same high standards and expectations. We have to be good models of learning. I'm taking college classes through Zoom, and even though it would be much easier in person, we're still having rich learning sessions with a lot of discussion. Right now, teachers can learn so many new and exciting techniques to enhance student learning in a seated classroom as well as virtually. There are a lot of great platforms for adult learning other than Zoom or Meet. Teachers don't want boring in their learning any more than students do. Teachers need to collaborate and bounce ideas off of each other, especially right now. 
Teachers need to learn from each other about what is working well, what is not, and how to fix it. I'm in several educational Facebook groups. There is pretty much a group for whatever you're looking to learn. Many of our favorite platforms like Wakelet, Flipgrid, Google, and Buncee have a group. There are a lot of others though. Those are a few that I'm part of that just came into my head just now. And I learned so many tips and tricks and different ways to infuse them into a learning environment. Right now, during this time of remote and hybrid learning, leveraging human resources is vital for professional learning. Teachers have different skill sets and abilities that they can share with others for a successful school year. Utilizing others as a learning tool should carry over even after COVID ends. When COVID hit and schools were scrambling to figure out how to remote learn, educators were coming to the rescue of each other, sharing ideas and creating even more great tools to help teachers and students succeed. Educators are amazing people who have big hearts and want to see others succeed. I've participated in several online summits, webinars, and online conferences to increase my learning these past few months. I'm constantly learning about new tools and new uses for tools that already exist in my teacher toolbox. Voxer is another great way to connect with others. I'm in a few Voxer chat groups and not only do I learn from the people in the group, I get encouragement and validation from them. If I'm having a bad day, they're there to give me a lift. The Bible states in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Educators understand other educators. In these groups, we also cheer for each other when good stuff happens. There have been books written, some documentary opportunities, and podcasts started. They are also there to celebrate small victories, like a great day at school, or the win of a sports team their kid is on. We share pictures of our families and talk about vacations. These people are some of my closest friends, even though I have never even met many of them. Now is a prime time for teachers to stretch their thinking and be creative. When I was in the classroom, there was always something that I wanted to try or had in my head that might work. There are a lot of ideas that other teachers have surely been wanting to try out, and now is a great time to do that. Kind of like a teacher genius hour. Teachers come up with an idea and give it a try. Let's apply the Pareto principle, which states that there is an inverse relationship to input and output, simply meaning about 80% of the results come from 20% of the activities. Teachers can spend 20% of their time working on a project that will maximize their results 80% of the time. Teachers can collect some valuable data to gauge the effectiveness of their project. I'm working on some templates to guide you through that. They will be available on my website in a few days. I am all about adding technology skills to my repertoire. I've been working on becoming Edpuzzle, Screencastify, and Google Educator Certified these past few months. I also became a Wakelet Ambassador. Now, you certainly don't have to get certifications in every tool that you want to learn and master. I just love to try out new technology and be able to fully promote it. I also want to add these things to my resume. 
I recommend choosing just one or two to start with. For instance, if you're still trying to master Google Slides, then use it more and find someone that can help you. If you want to learn how to fully integrate using Pear Deck with Google Slides, then do it. There are a ton of YouTube videos to help you learn something. I'm a visual learner. If I can see it and then practice it, I am much more likely to retain it. If you just tell me how to do something, I will give you that look that my son gives me that, um, what do you mean my room's not your kind of clean, Mom? Sometimes he even gives me this. I've played the piano since I was eight years old. I was only ever taught to play by note, though and was never taught to play by chord. Fast forward 20, <clears throat> 30-ish years, I wanted to play on the praise team at church, but they played by chord. So I jumped on YouTube and found tutorials that met that learning need. Now I play much better by chord than I do by note. The more you infuse something into a learning process, the quicker and easier you learn it. Remember, though, the tool itself is not the goal of student learning, unless you're the technology teacher. The tool is a modality to learn the objective. Technology should only ever enhance student learning and never replace the human component in student learning. Get your students involved in helping you learn a new tool. They are usually way better and quicker at learning than we are anyway. So to wrap up, Make your learning something that you value by learning things that interest you or that you would like to get better at. Learning doesn't need to be an isolated event. It can be embedded in your day at school as well. Talk to your principal and volunteer to do some online training through Google Classroom or another tool that you use. Set up a free Google site and add some quick lessons to share with other teachers. If you are back in a building, don't be afraid to head up a learning opportunity of something that you would like to share with others. Remember, we're all in this together. We're all learning. We're all trying to get this thing figured out with the remote learning versus in-classroom learning. Don't be afraid to take the lead and try something new. No one's going to laugh at you, I promise. Um, I make mistakes every single day, and I learn from those mistakes. It, to me, having made a mistake is very valuable to me because I'm able to learn from that. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. It's a little bit shorter, but I wanted you to be able to listen to it super quickly in the car on your commute home from work today, seeing how um, when I started this, it was a little bit earlier and now it's almost noon. So have a great Friday afternoon, everybody, and talk to you next time. Thank you for joining me today on Empowered Educator. All of the information and links from today's podcast will be on my website, empowerededucator.com. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Remember, professional learning should be sustainable, applicable, active, and targeted. So power up for personalized professional learning to go.